I've got a cold. Mm. I think we both have colds. I don't have a cold. You don't have a cold? What are you talking about? Do I sound like I have a cold? For a second there, you sounded like you had a cold. No, this is just my husky natural tone. Oh, God. This is this. Now we're great fighting. Great way to start an episode. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. I, I guess you said you sound like you have a cold. At least you weren't like, and you really look like you have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when someone, it's never okay to tell someone, you look tired. What do you want out of that? Yeah. Only if someone is like, I feel tired, then maybe you could say you look tired. Nope. The only <laughs> response is you look great or nothing or yeah. nothing or nothing. Yeah. Well, you look great. Okay. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> well, uh, the listeners can't see and I think you look great. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, I rolled out of bed. <laughs> Welcome to being earnest. A very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk to you about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. Josh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about numbers. Ooh. Love them? Hate them? We're going to have address, to live with them. We're going to address <laughs> all the hot takes about numbers. <laughs> Josh, you seem like a numbers guy. You wear glasses. You like sports. It's a real numbers guy energy. So you were originally I was like, you're just calling me a nerd. But then you said sports and I was like, huh, now you're calling me a stats guy. Yeah. You're a stats guy. You, you, you're, I'm imagining myself in a pinstripe suit being like, this isn't the way that this is. Some, the markets are down. You really have the energy of a guy who goes to a baseball game and brings one of those little charts where you write your own little numbers on them. Oh, you mean taking score yeah. of the game? Keeping yeah. score during the game? Yeah. You also have the energy of the old guy at the baseball game who brings his own radio. Have you ever seen that? I've seen that. That's you. Where I'm listening to the commentary in my ear while I'm watching. Like while we're all sitting next to you and being like, Grandpa. <laughs> well, Paula, we've been to a baseball game together and you know that the second one isn't true. Well, I was kind of zoning out during it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know how to keep score of a baseball game. There my dad taught me it's a very important thing and a dying art. But you're wrong about me being a numbers guy in that I haven't taken math since... I was 18 years old. Do you not have to take math in college? No, we didn't have general education requirements. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. We didn't have to take anything we didn't want to take. You just had to finish a degree. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I had to take so many stupid classes. Yeah, we didn't. You, could on, you only took stupid classes you wanted to take. At Brown University, Ivy League institution. I, my freaking little Norwegian college, I had to take stats. I was... So horrible at stats that I had to like pull together like three or four extra credit projects to skate by with a B minus. Oh no! Uh, and and also when I'm bad at something, I I don't try. I don't sure. have that thing in me that's like I'm gonna get better at it. Uh-huh. Uh So I I still to this day do not understand how a number works or a statistic works or anything. Yeah, there's a level of math that I can do. I was always pretty good at math, but it's. I'm really good at following directions in math. Once I get the concept, I can do it. You take me one tiny minuscule step outside of the box and be like, apply that in a creative way. Words, totally can do it. Numbers, I am floundering. I am upset. Uh, I have no idea what to do. I'm sweating through my clothes during the math test and all of my stress dreams, I'm realizing as I'm saying this out loud, uh, my stress dreams almost always center around 
me having not gone to math class in high school and it's suddenly being like I'm back in high school and I need to pass this class in order to graduate or I have they realized that I never actually passed the class and I have to go back now mm, as I get a that one 27 year old man and have to go back but I haven't been to class and Ms. Hall it's always Ms. Hall is really upset with me Ms. Hall was great she was great she's but she's really upset them. because I haven't been in class uh, I always get the one that I had signed up for a class and then I didn't realize I'd signed up for it. So I never right, went. Yes. And then all of a sudden in the stress stream, it's like, it's finals time and I mm-hmm. panic. Is it math or is it uh, is it always the same class? Because it's always I math think, for me. I think even my subconscious is like, we've got to give her a break. We can't make her do numbers and have a stress stream. <laughs> um, it's always just like some nebulous you know, class, but, but it makes me glad we chose to talk about numbers for a whole podcast today. Yeah. We're just not going to be stress inducing at all. Sets us both off. Uh, have you seen uncut gems? I haven't yet. Mm. I haven't. Why? I, apparently it's about betting. I have no idea. I think it's kind of about numbers. It's kind of about numbers. It's about Kevin Garnett. Everyone I know has been like, Oh, it causes a constant panic attack. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Kevin Garnett is in it as himself. Is Ke- is that who the stone was named after? Is that why they call it Uncut Gems? No. I Isn't think- there a gemstone called a garnet? A garnet? Was it named after Kevin Garnett? No, I think it's just because he's betting on the Celtics and Kevin Garnett is also... I don't know who Kevin Garnett is. He was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. He oh, was, okay. Oh, he's a basketball player. I got real he's excited. He's a big, big, tall basketball so boy. I, in my head, you were telling me that the gemstone was named after this man, Kevin Garnett, who I thought was maybe some sort of famous uncut gem. Sure. And that he made an appearance in this movie where his gemstone was featured. Yeah. No, that I kind happen. of like mine more. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. But yeah, Jeff Opal also shows up. Is that a guy? Is that a... No, I'm making this up. It's oh, just another cool, cool, gem. Cool, cool, cool. Jack Ruby. <laughs> So let's, to take numbers away from numbers for I was going to say, let's get out of the boring part of numbers. Um, Paula, I know that you just learned about Enneagrams. Yes, they came up on my suggested uh, like accounts you should follow on Instagram. Mm. And follow I did. So for those who don't know, Enneagrams are a type of... The Enneagram is a type of personality test. Um, Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs? Uh, I think if several people take it, it's a Briggs. You got it. Yeah, that's your typical like... INFJ or ENFJ or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. So according to truity.com, the truity. truity. The Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people conceptualize the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram model describes nine different personality types and maps each of these on a nine-pointed diagram, which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. According to the Enneagram, every personality has a certain worldview and looks through the world through their own lens or filter. This makes it possible to explain why people behave in certain ways by describing how the basic personality adapts and responds to both stressful and supportive situations. The Enneagram shows opportunities for personal development and provides a foundation for the understanding of others. So in practice... Mm-hmm. The way that it works is you get a number one to nine, mm-hmm. and then you have one being the worst personality, nine, nine being the best. best. <laughs> no, they're all different and different lenses in the world. And then you have a 
basically that's your base personality. And then you've got one personality for when you're acting healthily, you take on the best qualities of another number. And when you're unhealthy, you're taking on the worst qualities of another number. Yes. And look, I, I kind of found this and then I was messaging Josh and Josh was like, this is a super real thing. And I was a little mistrustful because the only personality quizzes I believe are like the Buzzfeed ones being like, which vegetable are you because of the cat that you like? Uh, cause I feel like that kind of sees me, but this was very real. Yeah. It was disheartening. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of have already talked about anxiety inducing things on yeah. this podcast. Well, that so feels far. earnest for me and you. Yeah, exactly. Took this test and I was like, oh, that is me. Oh my God, that is me. Yes. Oh no. Yes. Um, there is one site where you can do like a fast Enneagram. I think it's the Enneagram Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look it up there, it just... There's like a free one. It absolutely drags you through the mud. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, here's all the things you're good at. And here's every one of your inadequacies. Yeah, and they're real. And you're going to realize you have inadequacies that you didn't realize you had. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, no one's ever put a fine point on that before. But yeah, no, I am loyal to the point of problems that I won't... <laughs> I won't give up on things and I really should because it's unhealthy for me. (laughs) (laughs) What personality type are you in Enneagram? Uh, I'm the one after you. Okay. I'm a six. I think I'm a perfect 10. (laughs) You're 10 out of 10. (laughs) It's not even on the, off the scale. Uh, Wait, what are you? I'm a six. Then I'm a seven. So a six is the loyalist, the, the committed security oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious and suspicious this feels so real yeah does it also say likes the little charts at baseball games (laughs) it doesn't but it does say wears tiny fancy boy suits there we go (laughs) and seven is the enthusiast which is the busy fun loving type spontaneous versatile distractible and scattered yep (laughs) (laughs) destructible distractible oh yeah yeah, that's right. But if you heard destructible, <laughs> maybe there's something else in there that we need to unpack. Picturing me like a little Godzilla. Yeah. Paula. What? How much is too much to pay for something? Anything over 99 cents. I wow. only buy stuff at 99 cent stores. Really? No, just kidding. You know, it is really funny because uh, that's like a whole science. Like I had a friend right. who worked in that of like, there's something in your brain where you're like, Oh, that costs twelve dollars. That's the right amount. This costs thirteen fifty. I would never pay a dollar fifty more for this thing. Right. It, and it's just there's something arbitrary in our brain that just. Yeah, that's the like one reason I would get an MBA is to like take a pricing class and just be like, how does this work? See, I... you are a numbers guy. No, you're I... a little numbers freak. I'm not a little numbers freak. I just like how numbers. I don't like numbers in terms of like how they can explain the universe and we can make a mental mo- we can make a model of how things are moving. I don't know. You just moving. said you want to get a what is how much does an MBA cost? A billion dollars. You want to get a billion dollar MBA so you can take a class in pricing. See, a billion dollars feels like too much to pay for an MBA. Yeah, but 999 million. Yeah, pretty good. There is a whole thing where we have left digit bias. I have heard about this. What is that? So our You're brains, such a numbers nerd. Well, no. Okay. Um, our brains generally, like if you think about, at least in Western culture where the, um, where we read left to right, mm-hmm. we read in an F pattern. So if you look at an article, 
you'll read all the way across the first couple of lines, and then you start skimming almost like so it makes an F if you look at the heat map of where your eyes go. So you start reading less and less across the line. Okay. And you just want to skim. And you just read what's on the margin. Alternatively, well, this also is true of uh, numbers and digits. So this is why things are like $19.99 instead of $20. Because you see the one in our dumb reptilian brains are like, the, oh, it's $10. It's not $20. Wow. So, like, that's why things are priced slightly lower like that because we are so dumb. Yeah, it's like it's it's like it's it's not thirty nine ninety nine is forty dollars. Sure. Or even thirty seven fifty is essentially forty dollars. Right. But you're like, I got a deal because, like, in my head, forty dollars was too much. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and the games that you can play with yourself in terms of like, like I just recently bought a suit. Because I wanted to look like a dapper man mm-hmm. on uh, on New Year's. And I was texting you, Paula, about it. Yes. And I was like, it was a little more than I meant to spend. But you came back with the argument, which is the one that convinced me, which was essentially like, well, you don't buy a suit that often. Yes. And I'll tell you what. This goes for Josh, but this also goes for our listeners. If you ever need someone to convince you to buy something, I'll do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone is the best in the world at one thing. And I think mine is convincing other people to buy things. Yeah. Oh, but it's true. Like, if someone has texted you about something that they want to buy something, they want to buy it. Right. And there's nothing you can say. You're going to be a party pooper. Right. If you say no. Oh, I'll get mad if somebody says no. Yeah. Oh, if someone told you no. Yeah. If I was like, I think I'm going to get this. And they were like, don't do it. I'd be like, screw you. You're not my friend anymore. This is mine. (laughs) Well, this brings us to the most important lesson that I assume in that very expensive MBA you could have. Mm -hmm. The price is right. Oh, I thought you were going to sing this, the theme from the price. I don't know it. Yes. Price is right rules. You're guessing the price. You're yes. trying to get as close to the price as possible, but you can't guess over. Yes. Yes, that is correct. And these folks are so excited to guess this price. Oh, my God. They cannot get enough of guessing this price. So we're going to play a little Price is Right. Okay. Right here on the podcast. Wow. And what we're going to do is I found a wedding registry. Okay. And we're going to use this as our objects. Okay. But I ha- you have to guess who the wedding registry is for. Okay. So what kind of celebrity do you think is the kind to just put it online? One who needs a uh, a big win. Yeah. Or has been famously dating lots of different types of people and yeah. then now is finally tying the knot. So who do you think it is? Um, I don't, is Taylor Swift She's not married? Engaged. It's Jennifer Lawrence, Ooh. which feels like way too big of celebrity. Yeah, like way too big of a celebrity to be sharing this. This feels like, yeah, you would need like, like Kathy Lee Griffin would put her wedding registry. Yeah, like that. somebody who's like, well, I could actually use a couple of gifts. So it, it looks like this might be like a promotional Amazon article, but it, it doesn't matter. It's sure. still wild. I cannot imagine being invited to Jennifer Lawrence's wedding and then also having to bring a gift. Like <laughs> you're Jennifer Lawrence. Also the fact that it is, publicly available it's like yes my fans can get me gifts it's well and and i can't tell i want to in her defense i cannot tell if you can actually ship these to her or if it's just like an article that she did for amazon but that is also wild right that's that same energy look we're gonna go into it we're still gonna play this game but we're gonna go into it 
nothing is more wild to me than people on Twitter who will have like a, a viral tweet and then will post their Venmo or their Amazon wish list. People do this? Yes, people do this all the time. People will be like, oh, if you like that, here's my Venmo. Here's my Amazon wish list. And I get like it. A, kind of like a buy it for me, daddy yeah. kind of situation. And I completely get it. Like you see people sometimes who are like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I need a little bit more money to make rent. Put their Venmo. That's fine. But it is wild to me to be like, reward me. <laughs> so like it's, you're putting art out in the world and you don't want to be paid for it, Paula? No, I actually don't believe artists should get paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, before that's we a get joke. To the, before we get to the registry. Yeah. 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 All our sponsors out there. That's a big joke. <laughs> big joke. <laughs> before we get to this article, what would you get for Jennifer Lawrence? If Ooh. let's say there wasn't a registry. First off, I would, I, I don't think it would occur to me to bring a gift for Jennifer Lawrence. Really? You'd just be happy but with the invite? It would just be like, it would just be like, what do you, what could I possibly, am I going to go to Crate and Barrel and like get Jennifer Lawrence a set of plates? She has plates. I, I would get her a dozen copies of the Blu-ray for Red Sparrow. Because I don't think it did that well. And that's so that come, would help the numbers. Help the numbers a little bit. I would make, I would think I would make her something. I would learn to macrame. Or you'd like go to a like paint your own pottery place yes. and like make her. It's like, I got you a mug that's shaped like a dragon. And it's like, I gave it polka dots. And it says like Jennifer and Paula friends forever on the inside. On the inside? Not yeah. The so outside. whenever she drinks it, she, she sees finishes it. the drink. And yeah. she's like, it's actually cute. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah somebody like that. You got to get personal. Oh, yeah. Well, let's find out what's really on it. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right, so I'll let you pick your category. Sure. Hosting and happy hours, travel, in the kitchen, outdoor entertaining, health and well wellness, set the table, okay, or the smart home. Okay, so I would say about half of those are the same category. Just sure. With it, like outdoor entertaining, in the kitchen, happy hour, and whatever. They're all just hosting and happy hour. They're all just entertaining. Sure. Um, let's do kitchen appliances because I love kitchen appliances. Kitchen appliances. So she does have a little sentence on here about kind of this section. So okay, I'll please, read that to you. Please set the mood. I love trying new recipes, so it's important to have the right. Okay, hold on. Jennifer Lawrence doesn't cook. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that she cooks. This is this is this is so this is so horrible. I love trying new recipes, so it's important to have the right tools in the kitchen. Here are a few items I love, and a few that I can't wait to start using. Cooking for two is always more fun. You think she wrote that? No, I don't That's think so generic. I don't think a human being wrote that. I think a bot wrote that. All right. So what you need to guess the price of first is a Fox Run marble rolling pin. So this, if I'm going to be kind of the the price is right girl, this is a rolling pin that is marble and it comes with a wooden cradle. So it comes with a little stopper. But it's, it's made inch, out of marble? Yep. 10-inch long barrel, 18 total length with handles, made of 100% marble, a natural elegant stone with a unique patterns and colorations. Do I sound like the Price is Right guy? Yeah. You're cool Paula Carey. This is a cool... Oh, oh, the person who describes it? Yeah, Josh, yeah, yeah. this is a cool and smooth surface with natural non-stick properties and includes comfortable wood handles and resting brace. All this can be yours for The Price is Right. Okay. So it's fully marble. It's got wood. It's got that extra wood stand, which yes. is going to be more expensive. And there's also several different colors. 
So I'm going to go with the normal color, but there is like. There are different prices for different colors? Yes. Okay. So just like a standard white marble? Standard white marble. Although I, it, you know, if we, if we were actually shopping for it, I'd buy this green marble one. Pretty cool. <laughs> and you're purchasing. <laughs> I am going to say that the standard marble, because that's like a, that's expensive. Marble's expensive. It's 10 inches long. 10 inches long? <sighs> Sixty-seven fifty. Sixty-seven fifty. Yeah. Wah wah wah. Eighteen seventy-four. Wait, what? That's For a great Marvel? deal. That's a great deal. That's a great deal. Four and a half star rating. You're buying it right now, I assume. I buy twelve. <laughs> All right, you ready for your next one? Sure. That can't be marble. That can't be marble. Well, like real I'm just marble. telling. I don't make Amazon anymore. <laughs> anymore. All oh. right, Josh. Next up on the Price is Wait, Right. Are you are you the uh, the other Bezos? They don't call me Little Jeff Bezos for nothing. <laughs> All right, Josh. Next up on the Price is Right, we have a Marcado Atlas pasta maker. Ooh. So there's a this is on sale right now, but I'm gonna take the list price. Sure. Not the Amazon price. Sure. Uh Josh, this is a Atlas pasta machine, world famous rolls and cuts pasta dough for traditional lasagna, fettuccine, and tag at home. Josh, this product was made in Italy from blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All this can be yours for the price is right. So again, I'm taking the list price. Okay. Um, $45. dollars but you didn't go over, so you might get this one. Okay. $67.99. I was I, I guessed $67.50 on the last one. I should have just uh You should have just kept guessing yeah, that. Wow. Well. Uh now if you want to go a little crazy, we can also get a pasta drying rack. She didn't list that, hanger? but that's what I think I'd get to go you mean with. A coat hanger? A coat hanger. Five stars and lots of people posting videos of them making it. <gasps> Lots of one stars though. Okay, are you ready for the final one? Yes, please. So you you kind of won one and you kind you really lost another. <laughs> All right. So what I'm asking for now is pretty simple. Are you ready? Yep. Josh, the next product up to come is a Shun Chef's knife. <laughs> Josh, I'm gonna take the list price on this. It has cutting core ebony handle, all-purpose blade, eight inches. All this can be yours for the price is right. Is it? Uh, this is little fancy boy coming out, but is it stainless steel? Is it carbon steel? What's the blade? I I don't know. Metal. <laughs> um, and it's shun s h u n. Yeah, eight inches. Eight inches. It's like a sixty dollar knife. Wah, wah, wah. It's $175. Oh, wow. If, if somebody, if Jennifer Lawrence invited me to her wedding and she said, you're buying me this $175 knife, guess what? I don't want it. <laughs> this is reminding me, did you watch all those like Nickelodeon game shows? I watched growing them Growing up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there ever a prize where you were like, I want that, I want that, I Space want that. Space camp. Want... Space camp. Yep. How about you? I wanted Space camp really badly. I also wanted those... Um, like the electric cars, the little buggies yeah. that people had where you could drive around in them. Yeah. Um, and you were like a kid and you can go around really fast and they would drive themselves like with a real pedal. I don't 
think that's a real thing. No, it was real. No, I, had, I don't think they gave kids little self-operating cars. Not self-operating. This might be like, one of your little fever dreams. No, no, no. You would charge the car hey, and you kids, would be able to drive head out it. on the highway. <laughs> you could go on the highway, but it would go like 10 miles per hour. Go on down to the store. Yeah, it was just a little man put on my top hat and my coat and would go run errands in it. So what you do now. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite of like the Nickelodeon game shows? Um, I liked Global Guts a lot. Which one's that? That was the one where different representatives from different countries would go do like athletic things and then have to climb the aggro crag. Okay. Um, and then I also liked the one where you had to guess what the person's talent was. Mm. Where there's like a nose. Yeah. Or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. Nose talent. Yeah, nose talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one. And they had Nickelodeon stars who would get slimed because there was a secret word. Yeah. And if they said was that the Double Dare? Word, there was Double Dare as well. There was also slime involved well, there. Well, you know, the only one that really mattered, you missed. And it was Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep, 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 yep. Which only had two seasons. That's wild because it impacted my life so much. Uh-huh. So for people who don't remember, Legends of the Hidden Temple was a wild game show where kids were on teams. So you were with a partner. So Josh and I would be a partners. Uh-huh. And then the team names were incredible. It was like Blue Barracudas, yep. like Silver Snakes. Yeah, golden Monkeys. Uh, No, you had to... Was it the Golden Monkeys? It was definitely Monkeys. I don't remember which one it is. Mustard-colored monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you had to answer little trivia questions, do little things. And then the winning pair got to go through this absolutely bananas. It was like an obstacle course, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looked like a castle. Yeah. Or like an old ruin, like a like a Mayan temple. Yeah, kind it of was thing. like a it was like you were running through a huge dollhouse that was a cutout. Yeah, and it was so scary. And the scariest music would play like it would be like dun 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 and so then there would be little challenges throughout so you would have to do and i cannot stress enough how simple these challenges were so there'd be like a three-piece puzzle yep and then you had to put together the three-piece puzzle sure but hidden throughout the temple was guards temple guards adults temple guards terrifying adults dressed in huge face masks and they would grab you. Yeah, and if you didn't have an amulet, they would just take you away forever. And you don't, those kids never saw their parents again. Never again. And I, I still, even talking about this, I feel my heart pounding. So Paula, this episode is nominally about numbers. Yeah, good. But it's, I think it's about anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, that might have been the first time that I was like, this is anxiety and I have this for life. <laughs> so this is one of those things where like, <laughs> also, <laughs> you watch it, well, because you watch it at home and you're like, this is so simple. I feel this way about Jeopardy. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I love Jeopardy. Yeah. If you play Jeopardy at home, you're like, I would win this. No problem. And the second you get up there and you're looking into the shining bright blue eyes of Alex Trebek mm-hmm. and he's like Canadian dreamboat. And he's like, this show just left Netflix about a group of 20 somethings in New York. You'd be like. like it's clearly what is friends it's clearly what is friends but you like would get performance anxiety in that moment yes yes okay do you want to know the other part of jeopardy that drives me nuts but in a good way okay the little stories they tell okay when alex is like let's meet our let's meet our contestants sure the stories these people tell are absolute 
nonsense. Sure. It is like if you were at a dinner party and somebody told one of those stories, you would be like, I have to find a way out of this dinner party. Sure. The stories they tell are like, well, Alex, a fact about me is I saw a cat on my way to work the other day. Like they are nothing they tell is interesting. And Alex is like, all right, Susie. He's just trying real hard not to not to hurt them. Yeah, exactly. I saw one the other day where the whole and I, I do need to say I saw it the other day because they're all on Hulu. Sure. Not all, but there's a bunch. The story was this man's college freshman roommate was tall. Wait, what? His college freshman roommate was tall. How was this college Jeopardy or was it just normal this Jeopardy? This was just normal Jeopardy. This is the most interesting thing that happened to this man's life. This man, and he was not a returning champion. So I get it if you're Ken Jennings and you've been on for 300 episodes or whatever, that you're like, I'm pulling the bottom of the barrel. Right, exactly. This man got one chance to shine and he was like, I got the good story. I love the idea that like he's a nuclear physicist and like he found the Higgs boson particle or something like that. And he's like, the people don't want to hear about that. That's boring. Like I found, I, I developed in a lab some nutrient that is ever reproducing that will solve world hunger. But college roommate tall Tall. him tall boy me not as tall tall boy very tall boy uh and then the the gal that was on who was like the returning champion her story was that she would one day like to do a cabaret song not something she's done not something she's (laughs) done and the look on alex's face when he was like cool (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea of like i'd one day like to do a cabaret song and that day is today. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> what would your little fact be? Would it be like a fact that I actually... So here's the thing. I get really anxious whenever people are like, say a fun fact about oh, yourself. Oh gosh, me too. Because I'm like, I don't know what fun facts there are. Well, I was telling everybody a fun fact and it turns out the fun fact I was telling them was a lie. What is this? So the town I'm from in Minnesota has a trout statue. A trout statue? A statue of a trout. Like a fish. Yes. And it is also a parade float. Okay. And I was under the impression. Mm, is it a statue if it's also a float? It is a statue that is also a float. Can so you be I a statue you, if it moves? I actually need you to stop questioning it. <laughs> 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 so I was under the impression that it was the largest trout statue. So sure. my fact for auditions for years was I was from the town of the world's largest trout statue. Okay. Fun, charming, interesting. Then. Someone dared to Google it, and it turns out it's not. It turns out the world's largest trout statues in, like, Trout Trout, Michigan or something. And now your fun fact is that you murdered the person who... No, my fun fact is that it's the body who, who of the Googled your, yeah, Who Googled your fun... Yes, yes, yes. There's a dead body, and only I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what would your fun fact be? Or your Jeopardy fact. So this cannot be your fun fact. This needs to be something boring. <laughs> That you would text me and I would take four to five hours to reply because I'd go, I don't have any interest in replying to this. Well, Alex, I thought my lamp broke this this morning, (laughs) but it turns out the bulb just went out. (laughs) True fact. I thought the lamp was broken. Then I was like, maybe it's the bulb. Switched out the bulb and we're good. Nice. Good story. Thank you. That or like, sometimes I'm left handed. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is true. Okay, I would love for you to get up there and say, sometimes I'm left-handed. And then Alex asks you a follow-up question and you just don't respond. You just blank face. Stare straight ahead. Just give me the answers, Alex. I wanna I wanna answer the questions and win the money. I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> I'm not here to chat. <laughs> I gave you one fun fact. My writer said that I would only give you one fun fact. <laughs> I don't answer questions about it. I'm here to answer. I'm here to ask questions, not answer questions, Alex. Your your show is backwards, and I won't give you the dignity of asking a question, of answering a question. I only ask them. What is this segment sucks? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is none of your business, Alex. Step up. My fun fact is none, yeah. Um. That, you know, I bet you could lie pretty boldly and no one would ever know. I'm imagining you just like peeking the camera, staring straight down the barrel of the lens, being like, I have a pet grizzly bear. (laughs) Exactly. And Alex asks follow-up questions and I just don't answer. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's like, um, there was uh, Robert Pattinson. From Twilight? Edward. And from uh, Harry Potter. And from Harry Potter. Cedric Cedric Diggory. So Robert Pattinson, <laughs> I just heard about this story the other day. He was in a movie, Water for Elephants. Yes. I remember that about being the a, circus. I remember that being a preview. It was yes. a book, right? It was a book and then it was and a movie. And then I saw it in previews and I was like, I'll never see that. And the thing about Robert Pattinson that people forget is that he's a freak. Yeah. Like he's he, probably fun, but he's a grade A weirdo. Oh yeah. He nasty. He nasty. And he was doing an interview on the Today Show where... Matt Lauer, it might have been, was like, ooh, "Ooh." different time. Matt Lauer was like, oh, do you like the circus? And Robert Pattinson looked him dead in the eye and said, no, because when I was a child, I went to the circus and one of the clown cars crashed and all the clowns died and I saw them all die. No, maybe it wasn't that. It was that, that would be a wild story. He said he saw somebody fall off the trapeze and saw several people die at Uh the circus. And was like, this is why I don't go. And this whole story about and like how traumatic it was and like so crazy. And it turns out that didn't happen. <laughs> sure. So he was just lying because he could. He was just lying. But of course, like that is such a crazy story that it was the head. Like it was all over the headlines. Yeah, who's going to check it? You know what I mean? And how could you check it? You know? Well, it's like a Theranos kind of Elizabeth Holmes situation. Yeah, it's like if you lie so boldly. People don't think it's a lie. Yeah, that's the thing about lying is that it's either going to be so inane Mm -hmm. that you're going to get away with it and why would anyone check it? Yeah. Or it's got to be so bold-faced that, like, you got to be like, that's got it. That's so absurd that it has to be true. Who would lie about that? But the next day it was, like, all over. And for the rest of the press tour, people were just asking him about this time he saw all these people die at the circus. And then eventually, years later, he was like, that was a lie. (laughs) It was the only way I could get through the press junket. Absolutely so absurd. The part of game shows that always I think is the hardest is when you do have to bet like in Final Jeopardy or something like that. Or like Millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Which was so big for like People, three years. The thing we forget about Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is that was a primetime show. Like, yeah. for a while, like, that was what you watched. Yeah, you and do you gather the family around the TV oh, and we watch watched Millionaire. It, yeah. For sure. My family, like, never watched any of the, like, big shows. But, yeah. like, we always watched She Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. And then do you remember what a big 
deal it was when somebody won the million dollars. Oh yeah. It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. And it was like, it was like, you knew it was coming. Like they like said it was happening that week and you would like watch every episode. Just to see if someone yes, would. Yeah. Yes. Um, quick side note here. Uh, my friend, uh, comedian, Chris Duffy, who has a wonderful show. Uh, you're the expert and is a wonderful, caring, kind person. Um, he is the meme about uh, no diggity. The <gasps> one where it's like some amount of diggity, uh, an infinitesimal amount of diggity. That's him on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, being like, uh. <laughs> did he get it right? Yeah, he got it right. But Good. like that meme that's go- that yeah. goes around when people use that. That's him. Um, that's amazing. It seems like both a, a treasure and a nightmare to be a meme. Yeah, right. Like it would be kind of fun because what a fun story. Yeah, totally. But it would have to only be if it was for being hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, imagine being the meme. Like, imagine being a crying meme. Yeah. Or being the Irma Gerd girl. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that. So anyway, so Millionaire, one of the key parts of it is that you can walk away at various checkpoints. Mm -hmm. So you can win the money and then you can walk away at certain amounts. Imagine if you could do that at Jeopardy. (laughs) You just like, like after you got done with the category, you'd be like, I'm out. Peace. Deuces. (laughs) Deuces, Alex. Uh, Yes. So you can walk away. You can walk away. And like early, it's like, yeah, no, like I never thought that I was going to be part of this. You know what I mean? Like not to say that $5,000 isn't anything. It's not, it's not nothing. Yeah. But it's not, you know. I wouldn't kick it about, kick it out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> um, but when you're up at the like three hundred thousand dollar level, oh my gosh, yeah. Like the thrill of competition gets into you. Like, do you think you can make it? But also, three hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. That's life changing money. Yeah, it is. I mean, you couldn't quit your job, but like, you could buy a house, or you could not work for a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe multiple years. Yeah. So Paula, here's my question for oh, you. Oh gosh. What is the number that you have to get to for you to walk away knowing that you could walk away with that money? I'm worried that you and I both are sitting here and we would both think we're going all the way to the freaking top. Sure. And I also know the second the first checkpoint happened, we'd both be like 50 bucks is kind of a lot. <laughs> sure. That's not 50 bucks I had before. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it would be really hard for me. Anything over. I was going to say over a hundred thousand, but anything over 10,000 bucks, I think I'd be like, <laughs> really? I think I'd be like, Oh, all right, we're done. God, <laughs> I can't believe we made it this far. Can You walk away. And I'm forgetting. Can you walk away if you don't know the answer to a question? So the core rules, according to Wikipedia, the game is a quiz competition in which the goal is to correctly answer a series of 14, originally 15, consecutive multiple choice questions. Mm. The questions are of increasing difficulty, except for the 2010 to 2015 format overhaul, where the contestants were faced with a round of 10 questions of random difficulty, followed by a round of four questions of increasing difficulty. Each question is uh, worth a specified amount of money. The amounts are cumulative in the first round, but not in the second. If at any time the contestant gives a wrong answer, the game is over and the contestant's winnings are reduced or increased in the first two questions to $1,000 for tier one questions, $5,000 for two tier questions, and $50,000 for three tier questions. This is all straight over my head. The contestant may choose to stop playing after being presented with a question, allowing them to keep all the money they've won to that point. Oh, yeah. The second it wasn't super obvious, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't take chances. I'm not a risk taker. Sure. Yeah. 
So I guess if you get it wrong, you get to the checkpoint mm-hmm. that you last hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, honestly, if I saw it and I had anywhere over like $25,000, I think at that point, if I didn't know the answer, I wouldn't risk it. Yeah. I say that, but also the glory of the situation. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be hard. Well, we got to sign up. Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. Also, absurd show. It's absurd because the future queen was one of the briefcase holders. Yeah. Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle was a briefcase holder on Deal or No Deal. Well, she'll only be queen if... uh, A lot of people die. A lot of people die. Well, accidents happen every freaking day. Yeah. (laughs) Deal or no deal, your royal majesty. (laughs) (laughs) In this briefcase, I have a million dollars. But if you press this button, but you have to press this button and someone in the world will die. It's also that movie, The Briefcase. (laughs) And the person who dies is Queen Elizabeth. That would be a really interesting <laughs> game show. <Yeah. laughs> uh, absolutely unhinged and dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet the ratings would be amazing. Because mm-hmm. you don't know who it's going to be. I, told, some- I totally forgot about this, but there was definitely like an early, early cell phone game, maybe. Like before smartphones were really a thing. Mm-hmm. It was like minimal connectivity on your flip phone. You could play a deal or no deal game. Okay. That I definitely played in high school where it was like a a digital version of deal or no deal that you could play. That was like a phone mini game that you could download to your phone or something. Okay. I don't remember, but I'm just having this flashback of being like, I played deal or no deal a lot on either my phone or my high school girlfriend's phone (laughs) a lot. Speaking of game shows, I was reading the other day about the this like dating game in the 70s, you know, where it'd be like the girl and then there would be like three bachelors and she'd be like, where would you take me on a date? And the guy that won one of these was a notorious serial killer. <gasps> and he won. That's terrifying. Yes, he won. And then they were talking backstage and she got like a really bad feeling from him and was like, I don't want to go on this date. That's terrifying. Uh-huh. And but- it ended up that he was one of those that killed like dozens of people oh my god yeah that's absolutely horrifying isn't that wild but kind of handsome so that's why like he got on the show that's tends to be the case with uh serial killers from what i've heard charming enough yeah yeah bars pretty low yeah separate game show historical fact the only reason we have presidential debates on tv is because there was a game show scandal in the 50s or 60s. Oh, that's I've heard of this scandal. Yeah, and I'm remembering... I'm doing this off the dome, and I'm not going to research this. No, no, no. In fact, make up facts. Just it, make it more interesting. It was part of the summer reading for our AP U.S. History course. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was... It was a game show scandal where, like, they were... Some guy was... Or the producers were purposely, like, taking money for themselves, or someone figured out the game. Yeah. And they were cheating. And so the game show had to come off the air and there was the basically the resolution of this whole thing was there were some lawsuits and the network was like well i guess we have to air something and we're gonna air presidential debates and it was the jfk nixon debates and frankly like most people say that's why jfk won that election is because they saw how hot he was he looked attractive and his team was willing to do the stuff necessary to make him look good on TV, like do pancake makeup and things yeah. like that. And Nixon looked like old and sweaty. Wow. And then Nixon got hot. 
gross. I resign from this <laughs> podcast. I met someone once who had a real, actual crush on Richard Nixon. Ugh. Can you imagine? Dick. What? Tricky dick? Yeah. Because I made some joke about Nixon, you know, as I constantly am. <laughs> These were the good old days. We didn't, you know, we Obama was in the White House. You got to find your political joke somewhere. So I made some joke about Nixon and uh, and this girl was like, yeah, but he's like hot. And I was like, what are you talking about? Paula? What? Even numbers are odd numbers. Odd. Interesting. You even are odd. I'm evens. <gasps> for sure evens. Whoa. Because they're balanced. Because you can divide them by two. They're I balanced. Like, I like a little chaos. Whoa. Do you have a lucky number? No. Really? I like threes. I like sevens. Okay. I like a 37. I like a 33. I like a 73. Mm, I like pri- a 337. <laughs> I like a 773. <laughs> Prime number gal. Yeah. 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 How about you? I love the number 12. I've always loved the number 12. Why? I don't know. It just spoke to me. You're I just, just kind of a 12 it. kind of guy. I'm just 12 kind of a guy. I'm a 12 out of 10. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I would love a real lucky number. I'm going to, my 12 is mine now. You have to find another one. No, that, no. <laughs> that's my number. Yeah, no. Because I always wanted to be 12 when I played baseball. Things like that. <laughs> you say 12 years old. Yeah, I always wanted to be 12 years old. And I still am. <laughs> I always like number 12. Always have. But also, like there's no, there's no reason why I should like 12 and dislike other numbers. Like for example, I strongly dislike like if i were playing sports i think the number six looks dumb i don't know why but six just looks dumb is it because it's the devil's number yeah it's (laughs) true yeah it's the devil's number (laughs) yeah no but like all the other single digit numbers totally fine to Hmm. wear as as a sportsman but for some reason the number six i'm like that looks dumb you look (laughs) dumb in the number six just number six or like 66, 16, 666? No, 66 is fine. Okay, cool. But just the number six, it's like you could have been five or seven, wow. but you're six. That's a hot take. A hot, weird take. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dislike any numbers? Um, I'll say I am not very superstitious, mm-hmm. but I don't like to take chances. Okay. So like the number... Where does that fall? Where's the line there? Well, like the number 13 is like, mm. it's fine, but like if I, if somebody was like, do you want to be the number 13 or the number 14? I'd be like 14. Interesting. You know, just, there's just no reason to take chances in this day So age. you're, you're, <laughs> uh, you have like slight triskidiscophobia. Is that what it's called? I don't I mean, it's it's not like the thirteenth. I'm not like <laughs> sure, but it's just you know, it's kind of like oh, like if I, I don't believe that like shattering a mirror is going to be seven years of bad luck. But am I th- participating in any mirror throwing competitions? No, sure, sure, sure. We just sure. got to be a little careful. I'm definitely superstitious. Yeah, definitely. What are you superstitious about? Um, I get weird about like needing to. Like have things be even or else things feel off kilter. Maybe this is just like slight OCD. I was going to say there's another, <laughs> there's another name for that. Yeah. <laughs> Where like if I'm taking stairs and I take two steps on one leg, I have to do it with the other leg too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not really a superstition. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But I'm definitely like I have lucky shirts and lucky clothes. Okay. And unlucky shirts and unlucky clothes. Okay. So. From- so I get rid of the unlucky clothes. Yeah. But 
I paid good money for them, and throwing things out takes time and energy. Get rid of those unlucky clothes. But maybe I can turn it around, and maybe. But the problem is, I'm not superstitious enough to be like, "Yep, get rid of them, burn them." I'm like, I can turn them around. I can change them, and then We're, every time have, it goes, we each have a touch of superstition. Yeah, right, exactly. But like, you know, did I take every major test in the same ice cream T-shirt? from my senior year of high school through most of college because I was pretty much the same height and size. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. I definitely did w- do that. I um, I feel yeah. I used to if be... If I have a big date, I wear my, my lucky socks and my lucky underwear. Jesus. Um, I uh, used to be very big on, like, lucky rocks. Like okay. Polished rocks, like when I was, like, a kid. Like, sure. fifth, sixth, middle school age. And, uh, but I would kind of like balance it out. So it wasn't just like, oh, this is kind of just like my little lucky stone. Like I would have like a bunch in my pocket. Like sure. I would keep layering them in. So you'd have like the lucky stone universe. Yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> and I remember we went to, we were on vacation we went to New York and we went to the statue of Liberty and this would have been like pretty soon after nine 11. So like the security was like very high. Sure. And, um, we were going through the metal detector and they were like, empty out your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> And I probably had like 15 like stones and coins and like all these lucky things in my pocket, which should have been a sign that like something's wrong with your daughter. Oh, no. But I was unloading and unloading and unloading. And my dad was so embarrassed. <laughs> Just like rock after rock after rock. I think that's going to do it for us. Wait, one last numbers thing. Okay. What if we try to count as high as we can? Okay, I'll start. Okay. One, two, three. I think four, that's gonna do it for us. Five, six. Thank you as always for joining us for another week. Nine, uh ten, we really appreciate you listening 11, in on the podcast. Twelve. <laughs> this 15, is so distracting. 14, <laughs> this ASMR. <laughs> Sixteen. Seventeen. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> Now I'm eating a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate you joining us for another week. We've got some, uh, before we get to our signature segment, we've got some uh, pod business. Oh, take off the party hat, put on the business hat. Yeah, that we need to uh, to tell you all about. Um, first and foremost, we are doing a itty bitty live show. <laughs> um, we are opening for a very good friend and very funny comedian, Deanna Ortiz. Her podcast is Crushes. It's so good. Um, so, so good. If you are in the Chicago area, in Chicago, in the Chicago land area, or can get to Chicago on Monday, January twentieth, which will be the Monday f- following this episode, the, when this comes out. Yeah. yeah, when this comes out, um, we are doing a show at the Newport Theater. 8 p.m. Tickets are $10. It's on brown paper tickets. You can also go to bit.ly slash Ernest Crushes Live to yeah, get tickets. And there's also, Josh and I both have the link in our bio, and it's it's on our Facebook page and, and all the social media. So um, if you want to go, you can find it. Otherwise, just message us, and we'll, we'll get you the link. Yep, and we would love to have you there so that we're not just shouting into the void like we normally <laughs> like do. Like we normally do. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really fun to see you out there. Uh, speaking of social media, we are at being earnest pod on pretty much everywhere and also on youtube where we are gonna start putting up some episodes up there too when they come out so if you are a youtuber or you know any 13 year olds 
um, well, you'll also be able to find us there. If you know any 13-year-olds who like earnest podcasts about <laughs> nostalgia and feelings. Yeah, about times when they weren't alive yet. <laughs> um, just, you know, where to send them. Additionally, if you have friends who are interested in the podcast, we have a sampler on YouTube that you can check out. We've got a couple different, uh, you know, suggestions of one episodes that you should start up with. And we'd really appreciate it if you told a friend or wrote a review or just kind of shouted it at the uh, nearest person that you are near right now. Just do it. It's time now for our signature segment. Earnest moment of the week. Imatwa. Imatwa. Paula, I've got one. Yeah. So I was at a basketball game with some friends last night. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in the nosebleeds watching the Celtics play the Bulls. And about two rows in front of us, it was empty right until about game time. And then it got filled up because this family or like maybe two or three families got tickets and they let all the kids sit together over there. And the parents had tickets like a couple rows up and over. And so it was the kids' row. Ooh. And they all had like the inflatable balloon bullhorns. Oh. And they were just like, their parents then came about halfway through and brought them all ice cream cones. It was just this like adorable little like, yeah, kids run the game kind of moment. <laughs> Very cute. It was so cute. And then one of the kids, most of them were Bulls fans. But one of the kids was decked out in full Celtics gear. Yeah, that's and a he little was troublemaker. Just, yeah, he was a little troublemaker. I like I that like, little troublemaker. I love you, kid. <laughs> that kid's the best. And it was just like the cutest thing where it was, it's kind of like um, you're an only child, so I don't know if you've had this experience. Thank you. I've never spoke to another child. <laughs> but when we would fly, like when we go down to visit my grandparents in Florida or we go on a family vacation, when my parents would get two seats in front and two seats in back, and we'd, my brother and I would be like, I'd be like, Maddie and I are sitting together. Parents, you sit up front. And we got to like have our little time where it was just the two of us yeah, sitting like in our own Yeah, like that little bit seats. of independence. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, like I know you're watching, but also, also we're just giggling in our seats. Yeah. We're playing with our Legos while we take this flight to Florida. Oh, and I love that poor third person in your row. <laughs> yeah, and I was always, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Being As like, an adult cool. now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Cool, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And the four-year-old is going to scream if he doesn't get the window seat. Cool, cool, cool. And the parents are not here. I'm the parent now. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram. She did our logo. And for the theme song, uh, thank you to Dylan Dutch. He's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. And until next week... Well, Alex, one time I did go to a puppet show. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.